witchy welcoming spooky listeners. I forgot how our intro goes. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you asked me like three times if I was ready. I know, but then I wasn't. <laughs> I believe you introduce yourself at this point. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is your resident spooky drag queen, Pizzy Miles. And this is your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. I don't know why all of a sudden today was the day that my brain was like, nope, not happening. Don't even ask. Don't try it. Keep moving. Uh, I, yeah, I just absolutely forgot how our show started. Literally almost in our mini-sode this week, in our mini, mini micro-sode, I was talking about how we're almost at our one-year anniversary and how wonderful it's been and how great this show is. And then I was like, and I forget everything. <laughs> It's okay. It's one of those things that, like, I had a moment when you stopped where I was like, oh, shit, I don't know what happens next. Like, it, <laughs> it took me a moment. Like, I'm, like, this is so the blind leading the blind that, like, if you don't start the introduction, yeah. like, my brain doesn't go, oh, I should say who I am. I can't pick up the reins. Yeah. You're like, on your own. Like, I can't start the introduction because I had a moment where I was like, maybe I should just say mine first. And then I'm like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, spooky listeners. <laughs> and I'm his spooky sister. <laughs> They're like, what is happening? It's like noises. Well, off. maybe I would have finally thought up something new to say instead of saying that I'm your sister. Well, let's think of it now. What let's could we <laughs> You're like, now is the worst let's, let's, possible let's time. Let's not do that on air, no. Not, <laughs> there's not a worse time for us to think about I it. I really can't think of one, no. <laughs> um, well, welcome, kids. This is another episode of My Spooky Gay Family, and we are very excited to be back. We are doing a very, very wonderful episode for you today because we are talking about our favorite little-known cult classic kids halloween movie Ma made for tv <laughs> yeah literally made for t not even american tv so. our, our favorite 80s halloween special from from britain <laughs> but before we jump uh too far into it uh how are you doing sam baxter i'm doing okay i've watched the worst witch twice today did you yeah because i watched it on youtube before we came over and then oh i thought you said it, it wasn't there anymore and then i found it Oh. And I texted you to tell you that I found it. You did? I did. I didn't see it. Are you sure? <laughs> he ignores my texts. I absolutely <laughs> do not. <laughs> I text you all the time. Oh, you did. <laughs> I, was I, was like, I know I did. You said, I was there. You said... <laughs> uh, uh, you said, just because I don't think it's on YouTube anymore, 
Yeah, and I said, yeah, that's fine. I have the DVD. And then you said, cool, never mind, is on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, is on YouTube. Uh, And it is on YouTube, apparently. And that's the wonderful thing about this movie is, like, it keeps popping up in some way on YouTube over and over and over again. Yeah, they really can't get rid of it. And then it disappeared for a while, and that was why I bought the DVD. And I, I would be embarrassed to tell you how much money I paid for that DVD. <laughs> because it's literally like a one-hour TV special, maybe. Is it an hour? It's an hour and nine minutes, according to YouTube. <laughs> well, my it was a lot of money to spend on one hour and nine minutes, but worth it, <laughs> I think. And that is the movie we're talking about today. We are talking about The Worst Witch. Um it is a 1986 movie that was based on a book series by Jill Murphy. Jill Murphy, exactly what I said. <laughs> um, there was actually a more recent, um, I think, Netflix series. They did that, that was was doing it more sort of Harry Potter series style. It was. It was. It was a more. Um, it was like a. It, it was a series, so it was more like yeah. it was a TV series, whereas this was a made-for-TV movie <laughs> with a lot of crazy people in it, but we'll get to it. Um, I actually, did you watch the Netflix series? I didn't, know. Um, I've on occasion thought that I maybe should, if for no other reason than Liana Mormont's in it. I don't know who that is. Um, well, that was her character on Game of Thrones. I don't actually know the actress's name. But... Um, is she the redhead? <laughs> No, she's um, the the little queen of Bear Island who <laughs> stole all of our hearts because she was just such a tiny badass. <laughs> uh, I know the little queen of Bear Island, <laughs> and his name is Connor Michael Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was the little queen of Bear Island? Yes. Um, I mean, technically she wasn't a queen. She was. Well, you just she, get she off the boats little... and they're like, there's bears! <laughs> there's bears everywhere! No, but Liana Mormont is is this tiny little like ten year old who's who's in charge of like a whole section of the kingdom, and she's just a fucking badass. She doesn't care about what any ever anyone says. Like she's just she's just the scariest nine year old that you've ever seen, and she dies killing a giant. Spoiler alert for season eight of Game of Thrones. In case you haven't seen it, I'm trying to think. I'm I I st- I stopped watching Game of Thrones around season. Four, I think. I think I stopped watching after season four. And then I picked it up on the last, like, three episodes. <laughs> and everything in between was just a fucking mess for me. Did you you watch the whole thing, though? I watched the whole thing. I have watched every minute of Game of Thrones. Yes. that's It's, like, almost disappointing. <laughs> it's only disappointing now. Like, like, it's, <laughs> At the it's time. Almost, like, like, before season eight aired, like, it wasn't something... It's not something I would have described as like an achievement, but it is something that I wasn't actively ashamed of until the finale. Well, yeah. I I'm to be fair, I I watched the finale, but did not particularly enjoy it. I only watched it I only picked it back up because of that episode that was too dark. <laughs> Because everyone was like, this is the greatest episode of the of Game of Thrones. Blah, blah. And I was like, okay, it's been like six years since I watched this damn thing. Let me just give it one more shot. I was like, I, I'll see what's going on. Because at that point, none of the characters that I liked were still there. So I was like, might as well watch it. What could possibly go wrong? 
and little did I know. <laughs> no more spoilers, but uh, it's two years old at this point. Like, is it really two years old? Yeah, the finale was Jeez. was that last summer or the summer before? I think it was last summer. Never mind, I lied. It's a year. I can't even remember. You could be right. It could have been two years, but I I have no sense of time anymore. 2020 has just sent me into a tailspin. Yeah, no, 2020 has eaten my internal clock completely. Like, yesterday it was March. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. 2020 <laughs> for me has been like, the Wicked Witch of the West has the, uh, whatchamacallit, the hourglass, and she just yeah. keeps like spinning it and spinning it and spinning it, and I'm like, please stop. I'm gonna puke. <laughs> that has been 2020 for me. <laughs> I'm just like, please get me off of this ride. Uh, but enough of the shenanigans of 2020. We're going to jump right into our uh, the continuation of the 13 weeks of Halloween. Yes. This is week two of the 13 weeks of Halloween. Or week 12, depending on whether or not you're counting backwards. And if you are, that means you can start singing the 12 weeks of Halloween. <laughs> on the 12th, 12th week, week of, of Halloween. Halloween. My podcast my, I was like, what? I was like, who gave it to me? <laughs> my podcast gave to me an... Another review of a movie. I don't know. That wasn't bad. Thank you. That was pretty good. That. Thank you. Considering Thinking it was off on the your cuff. Feet. Yeah. Off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was off the cuff. Um, yes, we are continuing the 13 weeks of Halloween and uh, like 12 upping ABC family. And we are going to be talking about The Worst Witch. It is a 1986 made for TV special. <laughs> with a straight face it's ridiculous <laughs> we're like they're like what are you going to talk about today on this very important week of Halloween well <laughs> we're going to talk about a made for TV movie this from like, Britain this isn't even like the worst thing we could have picked that we watched when we were kids though like this isn't even like the worst one we could have picked Witch's Night Out we could have picked which one is Witch's Night Out Witch's Night Out is the one where Gilda Radner voices a witch that like lost her magic wand and she's trying to get it the whole night and it's a hilarious cartoon like it is an incredible it is an incredibly funny cartoon but if you speak to anyone who was not born between the years of 1985 and 1989 they have no idea i know what the fuck (laughs) you're talking about which to be fair could also be said of what we're talking about today it's most likely true i was when when we talked about doing this movie i was like this is one of my favorite movies i like i watch it literally every halloween like i said i bought the dvd on amazon for an embarrassing price and it's almost a step beyond what we would call a cult classic it's like not even a cult classic it's like if you know this movie you're you probably had a devastating childhood (laughs) (laughs) because you were looking so far for uh escapism that you found this movie and we did (laughs) I have no idea. We were talking about this before. I have no idea how we happened upon this film. Like, I really don't know. I know that dad showed it to us. Yeah, no, dad found it somewhere, but I don't know where he found it. I don't know if it was on TV and we like recorded it off TV. I have or no if, idea. Like this was one of those things we found at the public library, which happened a lot. Mm. Where we th- That's how we saw the Mary Martin Peter Pan. It is. Um, which is still my favorite version of Peter Pan, and I will With go to my grave believing Captain that. Hook. Yes. <laughs> Smee. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That fucking mustache. He wears belt buckles on his underwear. The guy is a fucking faggot. God, I love him. Uh, what the hell were we talking Oh, The Worst Witch yeah. is, is a movie from 1986. It was a made-for-TV movie in, what was it? Was it Wales? No, I believe it was, was England. Britain. Yes. Um, Wales is part well, of Britain. Well, yeah, yeah, I meant England, but I, I had a... I had a whoopsie. Um, <laughs> we apologize to our one Welsh listener. I know our one Welsh listener who's like, hey. Um, <laughs> do we well, have actually, any Welsh listeners? Well, actually, they're like one long word that's like 12 consonants in one vowel. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you, but I've seen those road signs. I know. It's so, gibberish, it's- and I love it. It's not gibberish. We don't call other people's languages gibberish here on my spooky gay family. But it's, it, it, it's gibberish in it is, my brain. It is disorienting to someone who does not know how to say it. It is quite disorienting. And uh, let, let it be known that I would love to go to Wales and learn your gibberish. Um, <laughs> Sam is literally imploding right now because <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think it's gibberish <laughs> if you don't know that by now. I'm like on the phone with our legal department. <laughs> our legal department is a hamster in, <laughs> in New York City who's like, mm, I don't know. Our legal department is Googling. It's me, it's me Googling. <laughs> There's oh one God. 12 year old in the Bronx like, why are you calling me? Um, <laughs> yes. So it, it is a British made for TV movie starring Feruza Balk. Yes. Who you all know as Nancy from The Craft. Uh, it stars Charlotte Ray, who is an amazing television <laughs> actress best known for playing, uh, what's her name, Mrs. on The Garrett. Facts of Life. Mrs. Garrett on The Facts of Life. Uh, it, it stars Tim Curry. And if you yes. don't know who Tim Curry is, I don't know what to tell Turn you. Turn this podcast off. Yeah. And it also stars um, Diana Rigg. And if you don't know who Diana Rigg is, funny enough, you'll recognize her in Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> yes, Lady Olena Tyrell is in this movie. Lady Tyrell plays Mrs. Hardbroom, who is like the Snape of the Worst Witch. I told myself that I was going to not compare this to Harry Potter because it came out before Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I made it literally three seconds into this episode before I did that. <laughs> because it really so is. So all bets it's, are off. It's very, I mean, it has a lot of uh, parallel. There are a lot of parallels. Yeah. Like, if one were less generous, one might suggest that Miss Rowling might have seen this film. <laughs> or read these books. Yes. Um, which is an even scarier thought because uh, she wrote a book series based on a book series so uh at that allegedly allegedly not not allegedly we're, we're not even saying allegedly oh I, i'm I saying allegedly doubt. okay that's fine <laughs> if you want to accuse her, it's legally me. acceptable oh, i'm calling the hamster call, call hamster. <laughs> get the ball on the phone does he have a ball phone <laughs> We didn't spring for the ball phone. It's, <laughs> it's attached to his little water drinker. You know the thing oh, with the little ball at the, at the bottom? Yeah. That gives the that little drops. whenever they drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So why don't we jump right into The Worst Witch? Yes. Would that be all right? Yes. <laughs> Have I worn you out already? <laughs> Sam is like exhausted by the fact that I've made, that I've given us like legal opposition to <laughs> J.K. Rowling and have insulted she everyone She is highly in Wales. litigious, okay? Is and she? I d- she's 
I should I shouldn't say that. Warner Brothers is highly litigious. Mm. As is Bloomsbury, I think is her British publisher. I have no idea. And I'm it just doesn't matter. saying all I'm saying is that Jill Murphy wrote a book about a witch's school and then J.K. Rowling wrote a book about a witch's school. No relation. No relation at all. None whatsoever. At all is the position of this podcast. <clears throat> According to Legal Sam. team of Warner Brothers. Um so we're going to jump right in. This movie is a cult classic of mine because it is the campiest, most bizarre, ridiculous, funny, wonderful piece of art that has ever been made <laughs> in terms of Halloween. It's just, it's like an eighth grade AV project. It really is. And it's just the best eighth grade AV project that's ever been produced. Like, like if your high school had an underfunded TV studio, like, you could have made this movie. I'm not sure this even would have passed an AV class. Like, <laughs> like you would have come in with like a solid B minus. But, oh, what a beautiful B minus it is. It is a wonderful, it is an A plus B minus. That is exactly <laughs> how I would describe The Worst Witch. Um, and it is, it is just absolutely terrific and Feruza Balk plays uh uh Mildred Mildred Hubble who is the worst witch <laughs> <laughs> admittedly in this school and Charlotte Ray plays the headmaster Mrs. Cackle yes. headmistress excuse me uh Mrs. Cackle and then you have Hardbroom who mm-hmm. is the the kind of Severus Snape-esque character yeah kind of a weird mcgonagall snape hybrid yeah she's very much like second in command you know yeah quick to execute punishment teacher who expects the best results always from everyone (laughs) and uh she is played by diana rigg and it, it is just absolutely terrific because this movie is so silly and i know it it uh, part of what I love about this movie is that it comes from a time when kids' movies were made to entertain kids, but also adults. <laughs> so it's like there's a lot of little like pepperings in there that are that would go over a kid's head, and that an adult is watching it and going, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of that in this in this made-for-TV movie. I feel like especially the fact that most of the funny comes from the adults in the film as opposed to the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, the the kids aren't especially funny. No. It's all the (laughs) grown-ups. Like, the grown-ups are hilarious. And I feel like as a kid, you don't really understand why the grown-ups are hilarious. But as an adult, you're just like, this is the most ridiculous thing. I know. It's like, that is Diana Rigg. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, these are very famous people. Like, very famous people. Like, these were not small names at the time. No, not at the time, not any time recently before. Like, these were big name celebrities starring in this movie. And you have to think that they just read the script and were like, (laughs) okay, we're going to drink every morning. (laughs) And we're going to get through this. I mean, you say every morning like this took longer than 24 hours. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, it was 22 hours. Like, they, they shot all the day scenes in one... In one, the morning. In the morning. And all the night scenes at night. And and then they went, okay, that's a wrap. Let's go. We only had the budget to have Tim Curry here for, for a day. For one day. 
Tim Curry and, was like, uh, Tim Curry got paid by the fucking hour on this I movie. Know. He's in it for like five minutes. But that's what I, <laughs> I love it so much because Tim Curry, Tim Curry is one of the best parts of this entire movie. And it's very difficult to decide definitively what is the best part of this movie. But Tim Curry is absolutely in contention. It's like Tim Curry, <coughs> Diana Rigg just being overly dramatic in every scene she's in. Yes. Or Charlotte Ray playing two roles. <laughs> like, it's one of those three things. I'm not sure which one it is. Yes, because uh, <laughs> because Charlotte Ray plays both the headmistress, Mrs. Cackle, but she also plays her evil twin, her evil witch twin sister, Aggie Cackle. Yes. <laughs> Who leads her group of drunken <laughs> witches? <laughs> There's just. Uh, uh, please don't expect us to give you any context in this movie. You're just gonna have to watch it. It is on YouTube. It's an hour long. People, go watch it. It's an hour long. It's on YouTube. Go and watch it, and then listen to this episode of the podcast because when you have the context to understand what is happening, this is the best movie in the fucking world. The, <laughs> basically, this evil twin sister is played by Charlotte Ray as well. And Charlotte Ray as Headmistress Cackle is British and her twin sister is from Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, she's part of this like, coven of wicked witches who just get drunk in the woods and want to take over the school and it it is absolutely wonderful like this is her big ambition like she wants to take over the school turn everyone into toads and she wants to get drunk in the woods like that's that's all she wants out of life i know to be honest with you like on this most recent watch through i was kind of like you know what i i respect your ambition (laughs) i i respect that this is what you want it's it's a legitimate It's a legitimate ambition to want to do all of the things she did. And honestly, there's a part of me that thinks the school might have been a little bit better if she had been the headmistress. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love British Charlotte Ray. Mm-hmm. Especially because the literally the first the first line in the whole movie is her looking at Mrs. Hardbroom and going, Good morning, Miss Hardbroom. Lovely morning in that Charlotte Ray voice. <laughs> And it, it it from there it just gets better, and then you uh, obviously over the course of the the movie you get to know Aggie who's out in the woods talking like this, and <laughs> it's still Charlotte Ray, but now she's like a Southern maybe rock and roll, yeah, witch. like country rock, like go, yeah. goes to the CMAs in a leather jacket. Yeah, she's like if Darius My- Rucker had been on. Yeah. <laughs> Had been on uh, the facts of life. Um, yes. So I, I don't. I don't. Sorry. I just had a stroke. I, I don't know what was happening. But I love this movie because it really doesn't take itself very seriously. I don't think it takes itself at all seriously, which I, I think might be the only thing it has going for it from a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Just doesn't care. It's it's about it's anything. Like, it's really. like we're gonna do this, and it's gonna be what it's gonna be, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> do you consider this movie part of your like Halloween go-to repertoire? I have to admit, it wasn't until I started watching it every year with you. 
Because uh-huh. I I had very fond memories of it, mostly because of Aggie, um, <laughs> and because of the song she sings. <laughs> so Beat on it, Delilah. Hey. It, she literally the song starts with that line. Yes. She, she Delilah is the witch who is like her her little her tony. little henchman, yeah. and she's just this like wiry little cocaine addict. <laughs> And, and they're standing in the woods like, and they have this cauldron. And purple hair. Like. Yeah. And like the coolest fucking costume. And she's like, oh, and I can reinstate my school song. <laughs> Beat on it, Delilah. <laughs> and then she starts hammering on the cauldron with the spoon. And it's like, bonk, 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 bonk. But it's very like, it's like 70s rock and roll kids music. Yeah, it's, it's it's kids bop. It's yeah. Halloween kids bop. <laughs> it's Halloween kids bop from the seventies, <laughs> even though the movie was made half a decade later. It was both ahead of and behind its time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect description for it. It was both ahead so of. So many of the girls and like so many of the girls in the school have those like seventies shag haircuts. Yeah, and I was watching them like. This does not look like the 80s. Like, this does not look like the 80s. No. I don't know if it's an American versus British thing. Like, it's possible that that's what it is. I mean, it could be because I feel like the hippie movement was bigger in America than it was in in Britain. That's not to say that it wasn't there, but I do think it was a little more prevalent in, in America. But then you have Austin Powers. And then you have Austin Powers. <laughs> Scale a dragon to the wolf. That's the song <laughs> she sings. Yes. Uh, Dropped into the bottomless gulf. We, <laughs> when we were watching this movie, I took extensive notes. <laughs> did you really? I truly did. I took extensive notes I about this movie. I took like a page movie. and a half. Oh, I took like six pages. And it's a small page. It's, <laughs> it's like a pocket notebook. <laughs> I took like six <laughs> pages of notes because this movie deserves it. <laughs> it it really truly does. And one of my notes is that um my favorite thing uh my favorite thing about Aggie mm-hmm. is that Charlotte Ray is basically a baritone. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole song she's like so if you're filthy <laughs> smelly <laughs> Evil, wicked, and cruel. And then you have all the witches in the background. Evil, wicked, and cruel. (laughs) And it's just, it is the silliest, most wonderful. There are (laughs) at least three music breaks in this movie. There are three musical numbers in this film, yes. Two of them are legitimate musical numbers. Yes, one of them is kind of cut off. Yeah, the other, well, yeah, it's just kind of a, it's... It's almost a prompt for one of the other musical numbers yeah. because it is the school song that uh, Mrs. Cackle or Miss Cackle in states. It's yeah. just like boring, like, and it's just like, it's this like lumbering, awful, like private school. It's a school song. Yeah, school song. And then. Obviously, Aggie is like, fuck that. I'm doing my rock and roll song <laughs> in the woods with whiskey. <laughs> and, and then they drink a little and sing the song. Um, <laughs> it's 
so perfect. I can't even think about this movie without like bursting into tears laughing. I know. Like it's it's gonna be a hard episode to get through because like because but it's like a pure love for how ridiculous this movie is. It really is. It's just like I have nothing but affection for this film. Part of me wonders: Do you think we would love this movie as much if we hadn't grown up with it? I honestly don't know. Like, there's a part of me that thinks that even as an adult, I would look at it and go, this is the most beautifully ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. Because it has so many people that we love in it. And it's such, uh, obviously in our family, A, there are people we love and we stick by them. Mm -hmm. And B, we love a quotable movie. Yes, and this is a highly quotable movie. Very quotable movie. (laughs) Each of, each of the first years receives her very uh, <laughs> her very um kitten. kitten. <laughs> it's like the way Charlotte Ray says kitten. She's very excited about giving the first year girls their like witch's cat. And I guess it's like a familiar situation. Yeah. But she's like, every first year gets a kitten. And it's the most <laughs> You have to see her face when she says it. It's like pure joy. And it's also in that Charlotte Ray, like every word has vibrato. Yeah. I know that that's your favorite moment really in the entire is. movie. I don't even know why it makes no. <laughs> like, it's such like a small moment. Like it, it has no bearing on the plot. It's not even really a joke. It's not. It's just Charlotte Ray's delivery of that line makes me just like pee myself laughing every single time. It might have to be the outro. I'm still unsure. <laughs> the, uh, there are. I don't know what the outro is going to be yet because there are so many moments I want it to be. I don't know if it's going to be her very own kitten. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be beat on it, Delilah. I don't know. If it's going to be, that was Donna. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Donna. Yes, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Hangs up the phone. That was Donna. <laughs> Manice. That's the best part too, because she's like she's like all prim and proper yeah. and British, and she's like, that was Donna. Manice. <laughs> Sounds like that's her last name. Like <laughs> that was Donna Manice. And then her 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 niece is from like the Bronx. I know. <laughs> Sorry about the window on. She's fucking Marissa Vitome from fucking <laughs> She flies through the window. She's like, my biological clock is ticking like this. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start with this movie. I don't. I really don't. Um, okay. Let's let's talk about the scene immediately following the potions test because this is this is a. This is the thing about this movie that I had never really thought about before. The adults in this movie are actually cruel to Mildred. (laughs) I know. Like, legitimately cruel. But before we get to the scene after the potions test, can we talk about the potions test? Basically, the whole thing starts with Mildred going to class, and she's in Hardbroom's class, and they're learning to make... And it's potions, because... It's potions. (laughs) Because potions is the one where... You have the bitchy teacher, apparently. Yeah, because J.K. Rowling did not allegedly <laughs> familiarize herself with this <laughs> series. Fucking killing me. Um, and 
Hard Broom challenges them with make they have a, a test and they have to make the laughing potion. And basically it is a potion that will induce laughter and it yeah. is to But not too is, much. We don't want hysterics. We don't want hysterics. Um and <laughs> it's perfect because this scene kind of gives you a, a a look at Mildred who is just kind of like really a mess does not know anything she's doing she was the girl in math class who like during the test was like visibly and actively looking over people's shoulders trying to see what they were writing down <clears throat> and she and her best friend Maud and and then there's Maud uh, <laughs> are trying to put this potion together and <laughs> one of my uh one of my notes mm -hmm. from this scene is that uh Maud keeps looking at and by the way everyone in this school is british except, except for, for mildred <laughs> <laughs> um and Maud keeps going well what does everyone else's look like what does everyone else's look like and mildred looks over at uh ethel Hello. Uh, ethel hallow who is her nemesis and she's like Ethel's is pink. Ours is green. And <laughs> my only note was this sounds like locker room commentary. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. The that whole thing is actually a metaphor for puberty. It's so. the whole thing. <laughs> which, which would actually fit with the theme song. Oh, which is the most catchy song in the fucking world. <laughs> it will be stuck in your heads for the rest of your life if you listen to it. Yes. So go to YouTube right now and listen to it. <laughs> Growing up isn't easy and you won't know any no. of the words you know the first line and that's it i, I sing it all the time at bob and we'll both do the same like growing up isn't easy all of a sudden you turn into patty lapone there are just no consonants and uh lots of trilling um so then uh, my note also was Maud is probably one of my favorite characters because she and I would have been best friends in high school. And because I hope she cheated. No, <laughs> because she was just like kind of the the very like independent loudmouth who mm. is not afraid to tell someone to go eat their fucking shit. And <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's so perfect for Mildred, because Mildred is very uh, Mildred is a mouse. Mildred is very mousy. And every time Ethel Hallow is like, Mildred is a basket case. Maud is like, eat shit, Ethel. <laughs> Die in a fire. Your parents found you in a Burmese tiger pit. Like, Maud is just like brutal. <laughs> and I love her. She would have been my best friend in high school. Um, I and do love Maud, but there's, there's, a, there's a girl at this school whose name is Dawn Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> she's either a spy or a very good stripper like she is either mi6 or like the best stripper you've ever met oh dawn undercover there's also i i feel like we should mention her yeah uh there is another student named uh zoe Chansvesti? <laughs> no, uh, oh crap. Um, Chant Vestry. 
Chant Vestry. Yes. Zoe Chant Vestry, which, if you're not paying att- attention, <laughs> sounds like Zoe Transvestite. <laughs> and it is like the be- There are a million drag names in this movie. <laughs> Zoe Transvestite, <laughs> Dawn Undercover. Honestly, even Donna Manise. Do it. <laughs> what did you say? Even Ethel Hallow. Go for it. <clears throat> Ethel Hallow, perfect drag name. Super bitchy. Um, so basically, what happens is they're trying to make this laughter potion, and they make an invisibility potion, obviously, and they fuck it up, and. Hard Broom is like, you're terrible. Go to Charlotte Ray. And uh, um, she's like, but wait until you're, you reappear. And then she's like, class is dismissed. Four minutes into class. And don't forget to turn your, your Bunsen, Bunsen burners, burners off. off. My note was, is she drunk? <laughs> she sounds like she's drunk. Because she's like, Diane Reed probably was. <laughs> I hope she was. Because it, honest to God, sounds like she had hit the laughing potion a little too hard that morning. Morning. She's like, and don't forget to turn your Bunsen burners off. It's like every word just like explodes out of her mouth. Like she can't control it. Um, and I'll let you get into the next scene with, okay. with Charlotte Ray. So in this scene, Mildred goes to, goes to Charlotte Ray's office and she sits down. And this is where we have our like Dumbledore going, it's okay, Harry moment. <laughs> but it's not at all because she tells her what happened. And Charlotte Ray says these exact words. Oh, my, Mildred, I think you must be the worst witch in the entire (laughs) school. And then proceeds to ask her, was I nasty enough for you? And it's like, yes, bitch, you were. (laughs) Like, how how could you say that to a kid? I know, she's like trying to be all cutesy. She's like, was I nasty enough? for you and it's like well considering you just called me the worst student yeah, in school yeah seriously you just told me to eat shit so yeah like <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness I love it so much because Charlotte Ray is so is such a gifted actress or was such a gifted actress sadly she is gone but um, it does kind of read as like she cares very deeply for Mildred, but like Mildred is just such a fuck up that she has to look at her and be like, you're terrible, but I love you. And it it's just the way it's written that is so bizarre, but it is so funny because she's like, was I nasty enough when I told you you are absolutely terrible? Um, and it is perfect. I love, love, love Miss Cackle. I love Miss Cackle too, but it's like watching just every adult in this film just despairs of Mildred completely and is constantly like, Mildred Hubble, you are just a horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's another point later on where Miss Hardbroom is talking about they're going to tr- have tryouts for something and she she, she, <laughs> she goes through this whole thing about it's the what Halloween broom. Yes. The, and then we will <laughs> swoop down. <laughs> and she's doing... I, my note about Diana Rigg in this movie is that it always looks like Hardbroom is on the verge of orgasm. Because she is like, she's so... Especially when Tim Curry. I Well, especially when Tim... Because Tim Curry plays the Grand Wit... Or the Grand, Grand Wizard. Wizard. I keep wanting to call him the Grand High Wizard, and that is not what it no. is. That is a combination of movies. Um, but he is the Grand Wizard, and she is like in love... Everyone is in love with him. Yeah, uh, to an almost disturbing point with the, like, 12-year-old girls. I know. 
I know. Like, and it, like it's swooning at a painting. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he makes me feel all ting. What does she say? Squishy. Squishy inside. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and it's like, all right, well, puberty just hit Mildred like a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Twas the drink that killed him. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, you got that one girl outside during flying class who, when the flying teacher shows up, she's like, oh, yes. And it's like, oh, we found the lesbian. <laughs> We found the lesbian in this all-girls school. It's that one right there. I know. Um, what were we saying about Miss Hardbroom? Oh, that she's always close to orgasm. Yeah, she, everything she says is always very, like, she's always, like, smiling behind her teeth. It's always like, oh, then we are going to swoop down. And we are going to get into an exact V formation. <laughs> And it's like, are, like, do you need a moment? Do you want to be alone, Diana? You're really having a go at this. Um, my, uh, I don't, I, I'm, I feel like I'm getting so far. I'm basically just going through the movie at this point because yeah. I'm like, this is the, I, 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 I would be unjust of me not to tell you everything I thought about it. Um, we actually use a quote from this and have used it twice by accident. Did you know that? No, I didn't. We have used a quote from this movie uh, twice as our outro. And it's um, when, after Mildred is told she's the worst witch in school and nobody likes her. Oh, that's what we were going to say. You were going to, to talk about yeah. how um, when... After she does Hard the whole is talk- down. Well, she's talking about the yeah. auditions for <laughs> the Halloween celebration where the Grand High Wizard is going to be coming to see their, like, broomstick display and yeah. whatever the hell they're doing. And uh, <laughs> she's like, she's like, everyone who wants to audition, auditions, uh, tryouts will be Friday at three o'clock. Mildred Hubble is <laughs> terrible. It's like, she's, it was just like totally unrelated. She was like, Mildred Hubble, if you'd like to try out, I expect you'll have to practice quite a bit. It was just like, Mildred's literally just sitting there like eating an orange and our room's like, and Mildred's a bitch. It just is like brutal. She never lets it go. She can literally be like, and she, can, <laughs> she could literally like Miss Hardbroom could literally be like, who left the toilet seat up? Mildred Hubble is terrible. <laughs> and you're like, poor Mildred can go four seconds without being blamed for something. And it's just like, you almost can't get mad at the kids who make fun of her because, like, they're watching the adults do it constantly. <laughs> like, like, when Ethel has like, Mildred Hubble, the disaster area. And <laughs> the, disaster. Like, the disaster area. The basket area. case. Yes. And it's like, well, every teacher she's ever had has called Mildred worse than that. So, I like, know. <laughs> she literally called her a festering <laughs> pile of dog shit ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm bouncing oh, around so much. Oh well. Um so I don't even care because it's perfect. This movie is perfect. <laughs> um basically after when when they get their cats. Yes. When when we get the kittens. Uh <laughs> I had a note because each witch is given a black cat. And um, Mildred gets this, like, white and gray tabby. Yeah. And (laughs) 
Miss uh Miss Cackle is like, oh no, Mildred, it looks like we've run out of black ones. We could spray paint him for you. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> You're just going to take this kitten and put him in a cardboard box. (laughs) (laughs) Give him little goggles, maybe. (laughs) Like, for safety. Well, he seems sleepy. (laughs) That's just the feelings. (laughs) The cat's like... Also, I don't know what intern they had to pay to voice Tabby the cat. Because... Obviously, you can't have you. You can't make a cat meow on command, like no matter how well trained the I animal know. is. I know. So there's just somebody who occasion, very occasionally, when Mildred is talking to Tabby, you'll just hear meow, meow, <laughs> meow, meow, <laughs> or like uh, <laughs> she'll like correct Ethel Hallow on something, and the cat will be like meow, like the cat is a total person unto itself yes and i said that if you had a witch cat it would mm-hmm. be wally oh yes no wally, wally, would be wally, is, wally once actually this is one of my favorite wally stories and we're just going to digress for a moment <laughs> it was at my old apartment and he was jumping up on something that we didn't want him on and sarah stood up and told him to get down <coughs> like he's a person <clears throat> and he just turned to her and dead as just like like he was saying but mom and like shaking his head and like like and it was if there is a single cat i own who is a tiny person it's It's wally Wally. yeah it is definitely wally and he would be the asshole who's like i'm not riding on the broom put me in the bag Um, if you'd be like, fuck that, I'm staying inside. Like, you you go have fun, bitch. I know. <laughs> and the best part about uh, this cat is that later at the flying lesson, um, Mildred goes, first of all, most problematic line in the whole movie. She's like, I think I'm going to name him Blackie. No, and I was like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> this did not age well. Um, <laughs> and then. <It's> 1986. <laughs> and then Maude is like. Uh, it might give him a complex. And then Mildred goes, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, well. well. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> She's just like, well, I'm a terrible mother. Here you go. Uh, this cat is probably the funniest part of the flying lesson. Yes. I, In my opinion, at least. <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm imploding today. <laughs> okay. I can't stop like coughing and burping. I don't, I, I'm not sick. I just like, I had ranch dressing with my <laughs> wings and I'm like, it's making me all like phlegmy and gross. And I'm like, I apologize to anyone listening who has trouble listening to people like having bodily functions. Um, my also, my other note about this is that uh, Ethel kind of rats on Mildred at the flying lesson. Yeah. She's like, uh, Mildred put her cat in her bag. She did not have the cat riding on the back of the broom. And uh, my only note was Ethel is such a narc bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, shut up, Ethel. Like, what a stupid. I was like, you're so annoying. Shut up. Just shut up. On the other hand, this is the only moment where Mildred experiences like a touch of human kindness because the 
flying, the, fl- <laughs> the flying teacher is like, well, there's not supposed to, but for now she can ride in the satchel. That's fine. Because Mildred is a child <laughs> and her little kitten is afraid to ride on the broom. And apparently Miss Spellbinder is the only human being here. Who actually gives a <laughs> shit about this girl and isn't like, there's the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> and where will you be today? I'll be in my room making no noise and pretending not to exist. <laughs> <laughs> a direct quote. Yes. Um, From the books. Not even <clears throat> what the hell was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, so a couple of notes about the flying in this movie it was 1986 yes so the flying technique is questionable yes very green screen um this movie is like 90% green screen 90% green screen and like not even like good green screen it's like like eighth grade ab club green screen yeah it's very stock footage <laughs> this is what we could find of like Something flying through the sky. This is a dog. This is a cat. (laughs) Like, oh, there's geese in the shot. So we're going to have Mildred wave to the geese. Like, that's the kind of uh, green screen we're talking about. And all all the witches ride side saddle, which I was like. Even the ones who are wearing pants. Even the ones wearing pants. No reason at all. uh, Cue Miss Spellbinder, who is uh, probably a lesbian. I mean... I had something of a crush on Miss Spellbinder growing up. Did you? Yeah, I I think the actress is very pretty. I mean, she and is. My tiny gay brain was like, "Oh, that <laughs> Oh, that lady's pretty. I like her." <laughs> and then of course when I got older, I'm like, "Oh. Never mind. I like her pants. I like her better now." <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I like her better now. <laughs> but yeah, Come no, in every and like fl- me better now. <laughs> every flying instructor in every iteration of a witch's school is gay. Every is what single it comes one. Down to. Because they're the ones that like, if the broom was a tractor, that's yeah. what they would be driving. It's a, They're essentially the gym teachers and female gym teachers have a long and storied history of being same-sex attracted. Exactly. So. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doing? Not all of them, but, but a, fair, a fair number. Not all of them, but like... All of them. <laughs> uh, my other note about Ethel in this scene is that Ethel is a Karen. Yes, Ethel is a Karen. She is a dumb Karen, and I don't <laughs> like her. She should have had a, a an angled bob. <laughs> and if it hadn't been the 80s, she would have. Um, also, we go into the scene where HB, HB is Miss Hardbroom, Hardbroom. Yes. Um, is... Uh, talking about the Halloween celebration and one of the girls has a picture of Tim Curry as the Grand Wizard. Yes. And she steals the picture and is then giving her orgasmic description of the flying (laughs) and the the flying Vs and the craziness. And then (laughs) my only note is HB with the picture of Tim Curry and then three crying laughing emojis. Because (laughs) at the end, she's like, uh, she's she's done talking and she starts to walk out of the room and then she turns around, grabs the picture of Tim Curry, presses it against her chest and like side sidesteps out of the room, <laughs> like it's like it's a staged farce. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, she really was having a blast with this. Yeah, no, she really committed. Like she <laughs> she's a hundred and ten percent in between drinks at the at the craft services table. 
Yes. If this place had a craft services table, it was probably like somebody somebody's mom brought a cooler full of sandwiches and like and Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the sandwiches were made of Heineken. Even for the children. <laughs> um so I'm going to skip all the shit I don't yeah, that is an important. We that's don't fine. need to talk about the terror the, tag, the terror or, yeah, tag or, or all the plot. We don't need to. Talk yeah, about we don't the need plot. the plot. The plot is actually the, the, the fairly plot is unimportant. Incidental <laughs> to the, your enjoyment of this film. It really it does not make a difference. It really doesn't. Um, basically, all you need to know is that Mildred ends up on the team that is on the because Halloween. Zoe Chant Vestry was at the laughing potion again. <laughs> <laughs> Was exactly the <laughs> was reason the that reasoning. was given. Yes. They're like, oh, Zoe Transvestri uh, oh, is in is- the infirmary. Why? Well, she was at the laughing potion again. <laughs> and it's like, damn, girl. Uh, she's <laughs> a little junky. <laughs> she, uh, she, I just like to feel good. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. All through the halls, all you can hear is the laughter of Zoe Transvestri. Um, and so Mildred ends up in the team, in the flying team for the Halloween celebration. And then we get to Halloween. Uh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> now, this is the best thing that has ever happened ever. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Tim Curry, they're in this like castle and they're out on the yard and they're waiting for the grand wizard and they're like oh it's so exciting and Donna's there and she's chewing gum and the girls are in like Halloween attire which is just like neon green like day glow wigs and face paint and (laughs) they're also wearing clothes (laughs) (laughs) and clothes it's not the only thing (laughs) it's not a traditional pagan celebration it's not that kind of witch school (laughs) That one little lesbian girl is like, damn! I know. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Tim Curry comes flying over the castle, but apparently the wizards don't fly on brooms. They just fly. Yeah. And he has this gigantic capes. (laughs) Gigantic cape. And we said while we were watching it, because we watched it together when when you got here. uh, We said, what did we say he looked like? He looked like a giant Technicolor (laughs) condor. Condor. Fifty foot wingspan. He does, and I was like, "What is this? It's so ridiculous." He just he just looks like he's wearing his coat of many colors. Yes, and he comes flying over the castle. And when he's like four feet in front of the girls, expecting to hear that like that like propeller noise from old war movies. That (laughs) um. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and he comes flying over, and uh, he gets like four feet in front of the girls, and then one girl's like, "I see the wizard," and we're like, "Yes, we know he's four feet away," <laughs> and he lands, and he's very excited. He's like, "Halloween is such a great celebration. Everything is wonderful. Anything can happen on Halloween." Hit it! <laughs> <laughs> and he just like, <laughs> and all I can think of is Muppet Treasure Island. I know. Like, Lift me up, lads. This is my only number. <laughs> Tim was ready to go. He was so ready. <laughs> and he literally just screams, hit it, to no, no one. one. <laughs> literally nobody. There's no band. There's no stage. There's no lights. And what follows is a psychedelic <laughs> fever dream. <laughs> of Tim Curry in front of a green screen with this fucking king. 
ISIS, uh, the ice, it's like the ISIS, whatever it's called, the like ISIS oh, cape. Shit. Um, Iris cape. ISIS cape? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but it, it I think, <laughs> psychedelic fever dream is the best way to describe this song. Because it's literally just a green screen mashup of the most random bullshit you can imagine. And it's basically him being like, anything can happen on Halloween. The most bizarre shit can happen. He's like, anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. (laughs) The intern jumps in. The intern's like, I'm on. I got to sing with Tim Curry. (laughs) (laughs) but there is first of all i want to say about um i want to say a few things about this song first of all it has the best lyrics ever written for a song ever (laughs) any song there is no song that is better written joking about this before <laughs> and we said like <laughs> this guy who, who wrote this must have showed up to set like <laughs> the day it was supposed to be filmed and then just look at him and go we only have Tim for a day so you need to write the, we need the song right now and he's like I haven't started writing it yet it was, it was due to be, Tuesday it was supposed to be on Tuesday <laughs> well today is the only day we have Tim so we need it in 10 minutes like <laughs> It's ridiculous. The the song, first of all, it's the most dated song that has ever been written. He's like, anything can happen on Halloween. VHS cassette tapes and records and tracks. He's like, like everything, literally everything that happened in the 80s, he's, he describes in this song. But then he, he delivers the best three lines of any song ever <laughs> and they are a dramatic reading by <laughs> anything could happen on halloween your dentist could turn into a queen has anybody modulation <laughs> Has anybody seen my tambourine? I might start playing. Begin the begin. And I'm like, what is happening? This is chaos. And what the fuck is a begin? <laughs> Let's begin the begin. It's the song. And it's like, who put acid in Tim's Coke that morning? Like, who was like, here's your coffee, Mr. Curry? And he was like, whoa. <laughs> All right, you're on. <laughs> like, a, like a, it was just like, it was like what I imagine Robin Williams' nightmares were. This song is just like the most bizarre compilation of rhymes I have ever heard in my entire life. And there's only one song that rivals it. What is it? Aggie's song. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the outro on this episode should literally just be us playing the entirety of both songs. (laughs) 
You're like, I, I think that's illegal. <laughs> the hamster is shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't play both of these songs for you. But, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me, we've been laughing a little too hard. Basically what it comes down to go on is you have to go on YouTube <coughs> right now and look up Tim Curry, Anything Can Happen on Halloween, and then look up uh, I think it's called The My Worst Witch... The Worst Witch, My Little School. The two most perfect songs ever written in the English language. <laughs> I can't imagine that any song was better written than this. Can you? I, I really can't. I Especially on such a time crunch. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to know. Like, like, like I, I almost want to go look at the credits again to see who wrote these songs because it's got to be in there somewhere. Like, we could know the name of this master song. I feel like we need to know. Like, <laughs> I I don't even know if this thing is on IMDb. <laughs> like, like, I don't know they're if like, this made it. They're like, a what? <laughs> um... Yes, but while I'm looking up the name of this... <laughs> All cast and crew, hold on. It is on. Is it? Yes. We found it. It's actually for real. Music department. Music department. There was a department. Dennis King. Dennis King is the best English-speaking songwriter <laughs> the world has ever seen. And I Unsung think he deserves hero. an award. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to start making statuettes. And shipping them. <laughs> yes, I, I, wherever Mr. King is, he should get a he should get a spoopy. I think he's still in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting a spoopy. He's like, what the fuck is this? Um. So, uh, what the hell was I about to say? <clears throat> oh, so basically, the celebration goes awry. Ethel put a broom a, a curse on the broom she lends to Mildred and fucks up the and, whole thing. And I mean, red flag. Mildred, like, come on. Yeah, you're borrowing a, a broom from Ethel. I almost said Ethel Merman. <laughs> <laughs> the broom's like, y'all be swell. Um, yes, she she curses the broom, and Mildred fucks up the whole celebration. The wizard leaves, and he has another gig. Gig. <laughs> and. Charlotte Ray, as he's flying away, is like, we've prepared a delicious feast for you. <laughs> and then they're like, Mildred Hubble, you sorry <coughs> you sack of slag. dog feces. <laughs> you stupid bitch. It's you like sour-eyed stupid from fucking cow. Full metal jacket. I know. <laughs> So uh, Mildred is punished and told to go to bed without supper. And then the next day she flies out into the woods to leave the school because she's sure she's going to be expelled. And she runs into Aggie and the Deviants, <laughs> which is exactly what their band is called. And their, their, their album, If You're Filthy, <laughs> is available now on iTunes. <laughs> I swear to God, if I ever start a band... <laughs> It's going to be Aggie and the Deviants. I think that sounds like an excellent band name, personally. And our first album will be <laughs> If, if you're, you're Filthy. filthy. <laughs> Just the second wait. one will be If You're Smelly. If You're Smelly, <laughs> Evil, Wicked, and Cruel, third and... Is a single. Our, our junior single. album. Um, 
Yes, so she runs into these witches in the woods. And my note for these witches is that basically all they're doing at like, what is this? 7.30 in the morning? Yeah. Is dancing around a cauldron drinking. Again, <laughs> yes. And this is the day that the plan is supposed to be put into motion, by the way. They're pre-gaming for the plan. And they haven't even gone to bed <laughs> since last night. <laughs> they haven't gone to bed in a week. They've been drink- <laughs> they have been drinking and snorting coke for <laughs> Seven days. <laughs> and they are ready to go. And this is it. This is it. This is the day. And then Mildred comes walking up and sh- and Aggie is like, I'm going to fuck up this little bitch. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. And she starts, uh, she, she decides she's going to curse her. But she, basically the way she does it is she sings an operatic note. She's like, and nothing happens and she's like oh i must be a little rusty (laughs) and then uh delilah's like take some warm her up with some pot shots or or buck shots shots." and so she starts (laughs) shooting at her i cast a gun i cast a gun she starts shooting at her with magic (laughs) but bullets like she's like shooting at her and Mildred panics and decides she's going to turn them into snails and succeeds and yes, manages against to, all odds against every odd and she manages to put them in a box uh, and a box from Acme, Acme Spellco Acme Spellco um and she because Wiley Coyote is canon in this universe apparently I I wouldn't put it past him she brings them back to the the school and reveals to Miss Cackle that she found them and that she turned them into snails and suddenly Miss Cackle and Miss Hardbroom are like we always believed in you we love you you're our favorite <laughs> yeah all of a sudden when she saved your ass For now real. all of a sudden Mildred is not a steaming pile of dog dung no <laughs> <laughs> and basically Mildred turns them back into witches and they're like going crazy yeah. and one of my favorite lines in the entire movie happens mm-hmm. um they're kind of all yelling and chattering and and talking and cackle <clears throat> blows a whistle and she's like shut up and uh <laughs> aggie is like shut up delilah and then sh- uh, delilah goes shut up delilah <laughs> <laughs> it's like this moment, it's like watching a kicked dog kick itself. <laughs> it's just terrible. And it's the best moment in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I needed a drink because I was like, I was like, I, I laughed so hard that I actually hurt myself. <laughs> and that is basically the end of the movie. Mildred saves the day. Miss Cackle and Miss Hardbroom love her again. Ethel is burned at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> Too much rejoicing. <coughs> and considering that Ethel was turned into a pig earlier. I know. <laughs> by <laughs> Mildred. like bacon. Ooh. <laughs> she is not actually burned at the, no. at the stake. But I hope that this has given you all some insight into why we love this movie so much. You should absolutely watch it on, uh, on YouTube if you can. If you can't find it on YouTube, there is a very expensive DVD on Amazon <laughs> that is worth it. I believe me when I tell you, A, the quality will be better, and B, it is something you should have in your collection because I consider this a Halloween staple. 
this is like hocus pocus level like you have to have seen this you have to <coughs> watch it once a year hocus pocus is a much more uh it is a much more well done production yes but this is kind of in the same vein of of halloween movie it's that witchy funny campy bizarre silly Halloween movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. And I consider this probably like every Halloween it is guaranteed I will watch The Worst Witch, Halloween and Trick or Treat. Those are my three guaranteed movies. See, I usually throw Hocus Pocus in there too, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I always watch Hocus Pocus, but like if it came down to it, those are the three movies I would do. Yeah, no, that's fair. What are your three movies? Halloween, <clears throat> Hocus Pocus and Trick or Treat. Mm. I'll, like, I'll add Hocus Pocus. So I'll save my t- my four. Because every year we do watch Hocus Pocus and while we, we do the pumpkins. And every year we do watch The Worst Witch now. We Halloween. do. You come over to my apartment and yes. we make some kind of sugary drink and we sit down. And we and eat and a we'll, shit ton of candy and watch The Worst Witch. Eat candy and watch The Worst Witch. <laughs> and our dentist turns into a queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had never noticed that line before today. Really? I, I really hadn't because I, I always had a hard time following what he was saying kind of in the middle because I'm laughing too hard. And I could probably <laughs> do it verbatim right I now. I believe that you could. I, I love it when he's like... I wasn't kidding. It really is the most dated song ever written because he's like, anything can happen on Halloween. It's better than a video. And they projected his face onto a video cassette. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) what? It's like, my God, if this had been made a month earlier, it would have been, it's better than Betamax. Literally. (laughs) Like, Like, Jesus. All right, kids. This is week two or 12 of uh my spooky gay family's 13 weeks of halloween i hope you enjoyed this discussion about the worst which <laughs> half as much as we did and i hope this inspires you to go out and watch it because if you have not seen it it is absolutely worth it and we know that some of you are like gen zers or like very young millennials and probably haven't seen this movie most likely haven't so seen this. most of you, you are 50 and haven't you seen this need movie. to go watch it you should. You, you should absolutely watch it. 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 Not one second of it. This is the best movie you will watch this week. I promise you. I promise you. Unless you watch The Birdcage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for The Worst Witch. If you do know this movie and you find, if you find we left something out that you love about this movie, please don't be shy. Let us know. Reach out to us uh, in our DMs on Instagram or on Facebook. Or on or Twitter. On Twitter uh, <coughs> Sam mans the, the Twitter. That's why she's very uh, she's very adamant about you reaching out on Twitter. Um, and that's it. Send us your thoughts at uh, spookygayfam at gmail.com. And until next week, oh, we will be back next week with more My Spooky Gay Family. We have a mini, mini microsode. It is the last episode of The Haunting of Hill House. And we will have another Halloween discussion for the 13 weeks of Halloween. So until next time, stay spoopy and remember. Craziest night you've ever seen. This hair and
My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from The Worst Witch, distributed by ITV Studios 1986. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel.